0: So Chris, what did you think of the cold open, <laughs> the ten forward concert? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the talent uh, show. I don't know what that was. <laughs> well, it's always been like a joke, right, in Star Trek, where you're flying around in space, exploring the universe or exploring the galaxy. Like, why are you? Why would you learn how to play the violin? Uh, apparently, to express <laughs> your feelings about your mother <laughs> and your relationship. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but but if but. Like, I remember having this, I had this discussion with Kel once because we talked about, like, what would we learn how to do? I, he brought up a good point where if you're flying around the uni- like galaxy and exploring all these solar systems, like, you don't work 24 hours a day on the ship. You got to do something when you're clocked out, right? So right. you can't hang around on the holodeck all day. But <laughs> in terms of a cold open, I think it worked pretty well because I feel like I've, I've seen this cold open when I say that. Like, I've seen someone, like, in the bar forward or whatever yeah. doing a talent show and then everyone kind of politely claps but in reality i would just be like okay yeah no i thought it was a great cold open and beckett shows up with their flying v i like that it played up on the trope of star trek having sound in space <laughs> like the entire ship vibrates yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is good it's good hi everybody and welcome to another bonus episode of the b-roll podcast Special Friday pod, we'll be covering, we'll be discussing the third episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. I'll be one of your hosts, Anthony. And I will be the other host, Chris. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing just great, man. Good. I had a pretty good day. How about you? Uh, Me too. Pretty productive. Excellent. Oh, mine wasn't productive. It was just good. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. I may may have worked a, a full eight hours today, but I wouldn't call it productive. Cool. That's cool so lower decks episode three do you have a blurb i had it pulled up on cbs so i can read you the cbs blurb yeah give it to me temporal edict season one episode three a new work protocol eliminating quote-unquote buffer time has the lower decks crew running ragged as they try to keep up with their titan schedules ensign mariner and commander ranson ransoms i is i thought it was Ransom. No, you've been saying it wrong this whole time. Really? Fair enough. Yeah. Commander Ransom's mutual lack of respect comes to a head during an away mission. All right. And then the uh, IMDb blurb. Is identical. Is the exact same. Yep. <laughs> yes. The exact same thing. We're three episodes in to the 10 episode season. So at this point, I feel like if we were going to give the show a fair swing, give it a fair watch, I think three episodes is pretty good. I don't know if you agree with that or not. 3 out of 10 episodes is well it is 30%. We've seen 30% of it. Well, what I was going to say is 30% is a small sample size, but it's not a small sample size if that makes sense. In this context it's not. Yeah, because we're almost halfway. Yeah. Almost halfway. <laughs> how did you uh how did you like this episode? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. How do you like it if you take away the last 8 seconds? The last 8 seconds? right about the same i guess okay okay (laughs) some of my favorite episodes of trek happen where a misunderstanding occurs which causes a problem it's very rare because the way that most of the time the the characters on star trek are portrayed you know picard and data and riker they're usually portrayed as upstanding people or i don't want to say flawless but rarely are they quote-unquote wrong Sure. But, yeah, I guess so. In this episode, the captain makes a decision, which is a terrible decision. Terrible decision. To essentially clamp down on what buffer time is. Buffer time is explained by Rutherford as if you think something is going to take you 20 minutes, tell them it's going to take you two hours. So you get it done in 20 minutes, and you got an hour and 40 minutes to hang out. But if you need to go do something else, you just walk up to your commanding officer like hey man i fixed that thing i got it done early hey great job brotherford yeah hey, high five yeah yeah who originated buffer time scotty yeah apparently. straight up <laughs> <laughs> he doubled all of his estimates yeah no i think he i think he says he He multiplied them by a factor of five or a factor of four. Five? four? Oh, i don't remember. i think it's four because kirk actually calls him out i think he says mr scott do you always multiply your estimates by a factor of four i think or five i don't remember which one but yeah scotty invented buffer time he in fact even mentions it to jordy in an episode of the next generation yeah he does he tries to tell me always overestimate yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna look at that i'm gonna look that quote up always i'll go multiply. right ahead oh yeah mr scott have you always multiplied your repair estimates by a factor of four montgomery hm. scott certainly sir <laughs> certainly <laughs> sir <laughs> Scotty's one of my favorite characters from the original movies. I think he's yeah. probably my favorite character across all of the, the original films. The original series I films, I should say. If you're asking me which who's my favorite character from the original series television show, it's got to be Kirk. Oh, hands down. Yeah. I think he is underestimated and definitely misrepresented. Someone posted on the Star Trek Reddit once an entire... like It was like a two and a half page breakdown of why people think... People think the wrong thing about Kirk. Hmm. And I agreed with a lot of it. I disagreed with some. You know, you're allowed to do that. But in the movies, in the in the TOS era movies, I think it's Bones. I think Bones is my oh, really? favorite character. Bones? Yeah. Uh, my problem with Bones is that, oh man, nothing against DeForest. Yeah. He, out of all of the crew, he stood out as the one who probably should have retired. Like he just didn't look the part i guess and maybe that in the last couple of movies that that kind of made sense i guess but he yeah. always just seemed way older than the rest of them well i, think, I well, think he was but well he's supposed to be in the canon right i don't know the canon ages of anyone but wesley crusher <laughs> well no because like in the star trek 2009 i don't know how old kirk is but carl urban is like he portrays bones well, as right he's already older. a doctor so he's yeah yeah. yeah, well, and he he was also married, and he got divorced. Unfortunately, you can do that pretty young. The doctor thing is the part that makes you older. <laughs> right. Sure, yeah. I'm just, you know. No, no, I got you. Because when I Googled that quote, now there's like there's a 44-second video of Scotty telling Geordi nice. to extend his estimate uh, times. Nice. But yeah, did you, how about you? What did you think about this episode? I liked it a lot. I liked it quite a bit, actually. I think it might be... My favorite episode so far. Was the second episode your favorite episode so far? Yeah, they've gotten better. Every episode has gotten better than the previous. I was going to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of things. I think for one, Mariner's toned down a lot, except for maybe the cold open. And even that is pretty tame compared to other things she's she's done. So I think that's awesome. I also like that the A story and the B story are intertwined. Yeah. They were kind of intertwined in the first episode where the result of the A story solves the problem of the virus on the ship but in this one the the antagonists are the same for both stories so it feels more cohesive i guess so i enjoyed that i did have my complaints you already mentioned the captain she's kind of a bad captain (laughs) and i guess because it is a comedy and they're being a little bit more transparent and i had to think about it picard yelled at people on the bridge when needed i think i'm it feels like something that happened i just she's just i don't know man my roommate, we watched it together, and she also said, well, she's not a good captain. You know, this is a, the super casual fan, so. I'm listening to the rough cut of a, an episode of our podcast, and in that episode, I say a character suffers from Captain John-itis. I, I do believe that the captain from this from this oh, episode I want to disagree. definitely suffers from Captain John-itis. I want to disagree, because Why? she actually does something. She comes <laughs> across a problem, and she does it. She overreacts. Captain John as you call him, underreacts to the extreme. Well, that's, his, that's his name. John, he's a captain. He's not a <laughs> captain. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was just meant that she suffers from being a bad captain. That's oh, what, sure. That's what Captain John-itis sure. is. It's just oh, bad okay. captain is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've noticed in all three episodes, we've gotten a different viewpoint, a different look at the senior staff. In the last episode, they were all super supportive of Rutherford, very happy with supporting him as he tried all these different things, and yeah. they're encouraging, and they're everything you would think a leader and just a good person should be. And then in this episode, the captain just overreacts, is taking everything a little too personally. And maybe she's, you get the feeling this isn't the first time this has happened to her, and she's just tired, and she's distraught, and she's letting it impact her job, and therefore the rest of the ship and the crew, which is which makes her a bad captain. Problematic. Yeah, exactly. And then ransom, he still comes across as kind of a D bag, but at the end, he wasn't wrong about anything. Well, and he also Kirk's the heck out of the giant alien (laughs) dude. He two handed fist the heck out of him. It was was just like, Oh, just a Kirk punch, Kirk punch, another Kirk punch. That's all it was. It was fantastic. Ransom also calls out Mariner for her sleeves. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) someone's like roll your sleeves down we're gonna go meet like this these official people i really liked ransom in this episode yeah i don't think i was too quick to judge him as a d-bag because i definitely do think he is i feel like if you're gonna be the first officer of a federation ship you're probably a d-bag of some kind (laughs) fair enough i mean just i'm calling a duck a duck you know what i mean like i'm scanning through all of the first officers that i'm aware of with the exception of enterprise Every single one of them was a D-bag. Spock was a D-bag in his own way. Riker okay. was a D-bag in his own way. I always get this guy's name wrong. Chakotay? Yeah, Chakote. He's kind of a D-bag. Major Kira? Yeah, major. Major Kira is a major D-bag. <laughs> she could be a bit harsh, yeah. Yeah, it's the only one I can think She of. softens up. I think you have to be like that, right? In order to be the executive officer, usually, of a ship. I think there's a difference between the executive officer and the first officer. Because Data is the executive officer. No? No, because he's the XO. Commander Riker's in charge of all personnel decisions, isn't that an XO? No, that, that makes him first officer. Hmm. Magoo. Who is the XO on the Enterprise D? Aboard a starship, the first officer or executive officer was the mm. second in command. On memory alpha. Alright, fair enough. I just I feel like they called data. I don't know. Because what was he? He was part of the bridge crew. Well, he was ops. He was the third in command. I guess. I think he did ops comms and the science station all at once. Because he's a robot. Yeah, he was operations officer and second yeah. officer. All right. Yeah. There could be some throwaway line that's just wrong in an episode that I'm getting hung up on. That's fair. I'm not trying to, you know, be pedantic. but no, 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 no. no. You're not wrong. You're you're right. <laughs> you're you're good. But uh, no, I, I, I definitely think that... His personality, I think, was flushed out well. because. But the scene that we're describing is there's a, a diplomatic incident where they're supposed to be presenting a crystal that was given to Starfleet as a gift upon first contact. But when they open this little box, it has like a tree stump in it. <laughs> and apparently that's offensive to these crystal lovers. And so they have to fight this big guy called Vendor Mariner. She's like, let me fight this guy. And he's like, no, I'm the first officer. I got to do it. And she's like, no, no, no. I've been in all these fights. Like, check out all these scars that I had to, you know, that I've gotten by fighting all these things. Where are your cool scars? And he just doesn't say anything. Well, he says, I don't have any. And then stabs her in the foot to take her out of the equation. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm the first officer. Like, this is my responsibility. I think that's something that Riker would do. He was on a planet. And there was maybe a more seasoned combat officer that had to get involved in a fight. I still think Riker would want to be the person to do it just because it's his responsibility, you know? No, I thought it was a really cool move by old Commander Ransom there. Yeah, yeah. And then he Kirked the guy. So, warped. yeah, <laughs> over and over. He said, I don't need the sword, just my fists, and then Kirked him. <laughs> Doesn't he yell like double fist punch? <laughs> like, oh, just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I think he does, yeah. I didn't like Tendi's marginalization in this episode. That seems to be a trend. I mean, maybe she'll get a lot more to do in the later ones, but I mean, she's the, th- if you're looking at the cast, she's the third credit. You right. feel like she'd have more to do. She had some cool drums at the beginning, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> this episode got a 6.2 on IMDb. No, I don't think it's been out long enough. It's got 583 users. It's not a small sample size. Hmm. No, mine says 6.8, so I don't know. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong episode. They've gone a little bit higher each time, but see, it's only 49. So who oh, knows? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was looking at the wrong episode. Envoys, the last episode, is set at, at 6.4. But when we recorded, it was at an 8. So <laughs> people are watching. Probably just the complainers coming out. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So I noticed, I don't know how I didn't notice, that the science officers have a different colored boot. They have white boots instead of black. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't notice that before. And I, I remembered that, you know, we talked about the uniforms last go around. You asked me how I liked them, but I don't think we got your opinion on these new uniforms. No, I said I liked them. I don't remember you saying that. I gave like a oh. huge long thing, so. <laughs> no, I thought, I, I thought they were pretty cool. What they do is they they kind of bring back, I don't want to say the old school look. I liked the red velvet uniforms. Oh, yeah, yeah. From the second, I think, to the second to the sixth tos movies yes my favorite uniforms for sure yeah because they have the but i mean i think they did it in tng a little bit too where they have the flap i think the flap is cool but they no one no one really used it but like whenever you would see kirk like after a long day and he would just have like the that flap open i thought it was really cool yeah no i like the uniforms i like the the white piping yeah on the shoulders is pretty cool i really dig the uniforms i think they're pretty cool yeah okay sorry i just didn't remember getting your opinion when we were going through it all so Maybe I edited it out. I don't know. <laughs> I think I said I liked them. And then you went on like a 20 minute rant. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right. How did you like the alien ships? Is this is our first like new alien ships. I think so. Like just the floating crystals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the like the boarding things that like latch on. Oh, that was pretty cool. It was pretty awesome. I did like, I did like how Boimler was like the only person on the ship that wasn't complaining apparently he was the only one able to get any of his tasks done i thought that was pretty cool yeah i mean that that's his character for sure (laughs) let's go to the warp core yeah tindy had a good joke or they made a good joke with tindy with her crawling out of a tube uh rutherford and like green arms coming out you know almost zombie style especially right after (laughs) they dropped all that acid and i was like what again (laughs) that was a nice little playoff i actually like the aliens they're a bit of a caricature of just the simplicity of some of the, some of the cultures that they come across in Star Trek and any of the shows, you know, where a, an alien race has one defining thing about them. And there's this crystals, <laughs> which is, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so it's a nice little joke reference. I liked, I liked that quite a bit. I also liked, um, I think they all had earrings. I think they all had crystal earrings. Yeah. The one had a belly button ring crystal. <laughs> They were great. We get to see Shax fight a little bit. I think he he tears a spear out of one of the dude's hands with his teeth because his hands are full uh, <laughs> when he's, like, blocking the door to the bridge. It's funny. Every time you say the word Shax, like, I just can't. I, I immediately think of destiny. Yeah, I know you do. But the great news is, is they gave the name to someone who seems to be a bad ace. I think the name is appropriate, so I'm not too mad about that. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. So <laughs> the reason that the captain is trying to get all the, everything super efficient is because she got pulled off of a mission to go to Cardassia Prime to try to conduct peace treaty negotiations or what have you. Yeah. So I find it interesting that this many years after Deep Space Nine, we're still the Cardassians are still not getting their crap together. <laughs> Didn't she complain about having to learn all the dances? She's like, I learned the dance. <laughs> I've been learning Cardassian small talk. Well, I, yeah. I think that's a that's a direct reference to when Picard has to. Is it, I think it's the one where he gets stuck on the holodeck and he has to oh, meet with which, some aliens. Which season? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he, no, but he gets stuck on the holodeck and he has to talk to like some alien, but it's audio communication only. And so it's just Johnny standing on the bridge. I think he's wearing with the, the detective Dixon Hill. Oh, really? I think he's wearing like the trench coat and the hat and he's like... like that he just does that i think for a minute solid and then (laughs) that's like that's the whole thing that he was practicing to do and so i I bet that's a direct reference to that maybe yeah so i mean we also see him have to wear that weird bead hat in what was it which movie was that was that insurrection or nemesis it doesn't matter he had to wear a bead hat right he goes first contact and they put the little hat on him and he says the thing and he's like before he goes into 10 forward to like greet these the new members of the federation yeah it's insurrection he's like going over the greeting in their language over and over again on the pad and (laughs) so i'm sure it's something they do quite a bit (laughs) (laughs) boimler was practicing his klingon last episode yeah i've only seen insurrection once and i think i've only seen nemesis once yeah i'm gonna lose us some fans insurrection is my favorite tng era movie I think insurrection is also Kel's favorite. Oh really? Yeah. I mean no one knows yes. who's that who that is, but <laughs> our other friend. It's just I I hate to we don't need to go down that debate. We don't have to have that debate now. We can have that as a special episode. I think it's my favorite. I don't really have a least favorite. It's probably generations, but uh, well if I remember right, I think a lot of people really like insurrection because it's the most star trekky. It is of all of the next gen movies. Yeah, and the problem was is that I don't want to say the problem was, but I think if I wanted to watch a Star Trek episode, I'd watch a Star Trek episode. Like that, this is my sure. thing. Like I think First Contact is the best of the TNG movies because Most I think people it's, would agree. Yeah, it does the best job of being a movie. Right. Plus, it has one of the coolest. It has one of the coolest lines in all of Star Trek. For me, is when after Picard calls Worf a coward, and Ooh, then like, and Worf. Rolls up on him and says, "If you were any other man, I would kill you where you stand." If you never watched any TNG and you just saw First Contact, you may not understand. But Picard was involved heavily in a lot of Worf's personal, you know, endeavors as a Klingon. And yeah. So it really that like that scene always gives me chills. Yeah, it's a good scene. But no, I do think Insurrection is the most Star Trek of the Star Trek. Well, TNG that's, what I, movies. that's yeah. what I liked about it. That's what I liked about it. Because First Contact is the big action movie, which is fine. Nemesis is just, there's there's such a, there's a good idea at the core of Nemesis, but then they fight a Death Star clone. (laughs) Have we already talked about how that's Tom Hardy? On Wax? I don't think so. But yeah, it's Tom Hardy. I like the idea of Brent Spiner, not Brent Spiner. Well, I guess, yeah, but Data having B4 and Picard with Shazan Shinzon? Shinzon. Shinzon? Yep. Those parallels and everything. Like, was a good idea, just wasn't executed very well. And the stupid fight at the end. <laughs> uh, I mean, I get it. Wrath of Khan did it, and now everything has to, you know? It, uh, it was whatever. And then Generations is just boring, but that's a whole other thing. Fair enough. I think the best line in this episode goes to, I forget her name, the uh, chief of medicine, or head of Dr. medicine? Ta- Doctor. Dr. Ta'an yeah she says that she looks uh, like a scratching post uh, oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) little cat joke i thought that was great it was awesome was there anything you didn't like in this episode i think we've been kind of giving it a lot of praise here maybe i didn't catch as many references there's not as many by the way Shinzon, yeah is chinese for warrior of the moon oh really and he comes that's very fitting yeah yeah a moon well ransom does mention sentient tar oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> from um, skin of evil yeah 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 my favorite reference is boimler humming the theme of the next generation while he's going through oh. the turbo lift yeah i was like oh yeah. caught me off guard i was like oh shoot oh okay awesome <laughs> speaking of the last eight seconds of this episode so that statue of miles o'brien yes please that's like a direct reference to the miles o'brien at work comic that Chief i told O'Brien. you right yeah, yeah 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 i've been reading them i'm on number hold on i have it up when I'm in between doing other stuff, I just have it up so I can read a couple. I'm about to read number one ninety four. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a direct reference. But the thing is, is that I alluded to it in our last episode, our last bonus episode here, that Miles O'Brien might be my favorite. <laughs> I mean, maybe like right after Worf. Or just your favorite character? Yeah, in, just character overall. You know, Star Trek. In all of Star mm-hmm. Trek. Yeah. Most people are gonna they're gonna say. You know, a captain. They're gonna say Picard or Kirk or Data, but Worf and then O'Brien. O'Brien with his stupid trope. As I see it, you have two options. It's always <laughs> two options. Uh, there's also a, a reference uh, during that during that li- that ending sequence of uh, the the Great Birds of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, that Boimler has the eagle on his arm. they they say oh yeah. on his statue. The Great Birds of the Galaxy is a reference or is a nickname for Gene Roddenberry that was given to him oh. when, when they were filming in the original series or something like something along those lines and they've they used it as a a greeting or i don't know i want to say blessing or something along those lines at one point Hmm. more or less you know may the great bird of the galaxy settle on your planet or something like that which was meant to be hopefully you're prosperous or something like that it's not it's something that it's probably some small end joke that never took off i don't know if it was a nickname for gene Roddenberry that they just used in the show as a joke like a meta joke or vice Hmm. versa Well, back to if we were talking about our favorite characters. Mine's actually Dr. Pulaski. Really? No. (laughs) Oh, man. No, I like Dr. Pulaski. I think she gets a bad rap. Why did Crusher leave? Or the actress? Why did she leave? I still don't know. I've never looked it up. It's about that money, honey. Was it really? It's always about money. (laughs) Look, man, in the great words of a philosopher, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And if you are going to get underpaid... She left. Everyone complained that she was gone and she, they hired her back. <laughs> Unfortunately, she didn't take Wesley with her. That's the worst part. Uh, it's not the first major character we've had leave Star Trek. Wait a minute, was it? When did Yar leave? Oh, she left at the end of the first season. It was near the end of the first season. So Okay. Yeah. So Gates McFadden was a little after that. Yeah. Dax left later in Deep Space Nine. I get like season four or five. I don't remember. No. Yeah, she's there for the first six seasons. Mm. Jadzia is. Okay. <laughs> what's that uh, oh i'm just looking at um ransom's list of potential team maladies include horned gorillas sentient tar and spores that make you hook up with your best friend's sister yeah which is apparently not a reference to any particular occasion no <laughs> so it it dawned on me the reason that riker has and then because of that ransom probably as well has a reputation for just hooking up with whatever aliens they come across and I realized that there's no one on the ship that he can date. He's in command of everyone and all of the civilians are everyone else's family. So whenever he meets some aliens, he's like, finally, someone I can like <laughs> relax with. Same with like Kirk and whatnot. Like who's Kirk gonna gonna get with on the Enterprise? You know what I mean? It would be unprofessional. I'm pretty sure that he's that Riker dates members of the crew. That doesn't feel right, man. <laughs> I mean, I know him and Deanna Troy. No, no, I'm pretty sure there's multiple episodes of him like eating dinner in ten forward with like a female officer. Yeah, that's that wouldn't fly. Yeah, <laughs> look, I, I'm just saying. Yeah, I sure. think I, I think it's different because it's the future. I assume what happens is like, <laughs> I don't know if they meet with HR. You know? <laughs> do you, oh man, do starships have HR departments or is it just Riker? because he's in charge of crew decisions (laughs) oh no maybe Uh, does the enterprise have an hr department no (laughs) yeah no i guess it would be i guess it would literally just be Riker because he's in he's in charge of personnel decisions interesting interesting all right man look i i like this episode this was good i didn't have a lot of bad things to say I'm upset that they got rid of all of the graffiti at the end, I guess. It would have been cool to just roll with that. I'll just leave it on there. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of upset about how they were getting rid of the graffiti. <laughs> because it was so inefficient. Oh, just, <laughs> like, just shooting it with the phaser? Yeah. Not just that, but like not in a row. Like when you power wash something, you do it. You don't just... I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <sighs> oh, hey, fun fact. Remember earlier when I was talking about how the Cerritos means little hills. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you told me that it's a California class, right? Yeah. Cerritos is a city in California. Oh, really? Cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> it was known as Dairy Valley from 1956 to 1967. I'm sure glad they changed that name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been in a lot of movies, apparently. Wayne's World, Coneheads, She's All That, Ahoka. Yeah. You got any good movies in there? Wayne's World. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I, I expected that, actually. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, there's a lot of famous people from there. Troy Aikman? That's it. No, I mean, there's other people that are famous, but I've never heard of any of them. Sure. I don't know if we talked a whole lot about Lower Decks in this episode. We mentioned <laughs> we a little bit. We've been all over the place. Like <laughs> overall it was fun. It was good. You really should watch it. I, I, I still think that if I'm that stuck-up fan watching the first episode, I could see how that would turn me off to the rest of it, but I think... If you're a fan of Star Trek and you watched that first episode and didn't like it, give it a few more episodes. I think that it's it's definitely getting better. I remembered I was gonna mention something about Beckett. I don't think she got turned down. She just wasn't going off the rails every time she opened her mouth. Right. That was my biggest issue with her in the first episode, is that her dialogue is just line after line after line. In the second episode in this one, she's still at like she's still not a Starfleet officer. Like I mean she is, but she she doesn't act like one right i actually thought about this the other day that she she is kind of ensign row ish where yeah ensign row apparently was she was a bridge officer and then she made a mistake on an away team that i got a bunch of people killed and she got busted down yeah and thrown into the brig and then got she thrived on the enterprise for a couple of years there before she decided to defect to the maquis i'm s- upset to this day like i'm not upset with not upset, that's the wrong word. I'm disappointed to this day that the actress didn't want to reprise the role for anything in Deep Space Nine. Would have been fantastic. <laughs> not faulting her. Make your own life decisions, do what you gotta do, but, yeah, you know, it would have been great to have that that continuity, and she was such a cool character. I liked Rolaire, and she's great. Michelle Forbes, what was she in other than this, other than Star Trek? I know she played a different character on Star Trek. No, that's not unheard of. In the second episode of the show, they talk about the Kalons and how they're notoriously xenophobic or whatever. They're the people that kill themselves when they get 65. Mm. Do you remember? Her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She played that dude's daughter. She was in Wolfenstein, too. Sure. She was a voice actress. Mm. She was in Hunger Games. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Cool. But no, I definitely think that Instant row's kind of, um, or Beckett, is kind of an analog to Roe. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I compared her to a disgruntled crusher, Wesley. Uh, the last episode stop stop saying his name (laughs) it's the worst part about star trek man absolute worst part about star trek is wesley crusher well yeah (laughs) really the absolute worst yeah see your least favorite character we've talked about favorites i wouldn't say he's my least favorite character but he's the worst part of star trek and i'm not saying that he's the worst part of TNG. i'm saying he's the worst (laughs) part of of star trek i just despise wesley crusher like especially in the first couple seasons i just don't want him involved in the episode where they get the stupid TOS sex virus, and uh. he somehow manages to take over engineering, yeah, <laughs> I rewatched the series with my wife, and um, an episode came on. I just left the room. I was like, I don't want to be in here for this. <laughs> I just don't want to. That's all. So you're no. saying that Wesley Crusher is worse worse than Cyborg? I love Star Trek V, man. <laughs> uh. I think Star Trek five is an underrated movie and it's not underrated not... In, in the way that Kirk is underrated. I think that it's not the worst of them. It's no, just the dumbest. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, they bring out this character. That's fine. Blah, blah, blah. They go to the center of the universe, the galaxy or the universe or something. What are the they galaxy. talking about? How did they get yeah. there so quickly? It doesn't make any sense. Warp warp speed. Uh, no, but it just doesn't fit the internal. It just doesn't fit the science doesn't fit and it felt like it was trying to be star trek or uh sorry it was trying to be star wars with the bar you shots said, and the creepy things and you said that last time yeah about star trek 5 i'm pretty sure no yeah that's what I, that's what i'm saying you said that it reminded you of star wars like it felt like hmm. star wars with a star trek paint job hmm. fair enough all right man i don't have anything else to add there's a lot less going on but it was good i think they're getting better and better. It ended with the classroom from the opening sequence of Serenity.
1: <laughs> and with the board kid.
0: Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Was it a board kid or was it just probably a cyborg? I don't know, man. That's, think, that I makes me sp- uncomfortable. I think specifically it was a board kid. That makes me uncomfortable. But I'll allow it. We had our first cameo and they chose the best character to have that cameo. <laughs> 100%. We can't really give a preview for the next episode, as the thumbnail for this episode on IMDb did not occur in the show, so I think they're just random thumbnails. Oh, yeah. 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 But the next episode is called Moist Vessel. (laughs) All right. It doesn't even have a blurb. No, this one didn't either until it released, so. Mm. Are they leaking? Is that a thing? (laughs) I don't know what that means. I don't understand. But okay. Yeah. We'll be back next week to talk about that. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Nope. You want to roll us out? Well, uh, if you liked what you heard, or if uh, you have your own opinions when it comes to Star Trek or Star Trek Lower Decks, feel free to email us at sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com. Also suggest things for us to watch on the main line episodes of B-Roll. Hit us up on Twitter at B underscore Roll Podcast. We post episode updates release times if you got questions we can answer them you can also find us on instagram at sci-fi wise guys just to respond to something someone asked me before is why we have a, an email and an instagram that are one name and then a twitter and a patreon that are different because someone already had it on instagram and i'm sorry sorry for being difficult to love <laughs> our main movie episodes usually release on mondays our anything else episodes usually release on thursdays and then these lower deck bonus episodes release on friday if you go to patreon.com forward slash b underscore roll you can find our patreon when you join you get access to exclusive content anything that doesn't make the cut as it were we throw into something called add a pod and we uh, drop it on the patreon so you can hear the first i think it's like the first five minutes of us learning how to do a podcast yeah something like, something like actually, that yeah all of our planning for the first episode yeah. of the podcast in that five minutes yeah. or less <laughs> like, how do you want to introduce ourselves i mean uh, i figured i would just say my name yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a line for that yeah i don't have anything else awesome well i appreciate you doing all the the shameless plugs no problem i have no shame yeah i know so, uh, <laughs> i just want everyone to out there to stay happy stay healthy stay hydrated I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Please like and subscribe. Five-star reviews. Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. I think at some point one of these bonus episodes is literally just going to be us discussing our our movie ranking. I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, we're slowly devolving. It's fantastic. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to try to convince the wife to, to watch them all so I can be ready, get my list ready. <laughs> nice. I just rewatched. I, all, I watched all of them but the first one. Yeah. I don't need a list, man. I. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm going to rank them. I'm going to rank them one to however many. <laughs> one through ten. Are we going to include new Trek? I will include all Star Trek movies. Okay. Okay.